Welcome to the A Year in Marvel podcast, hosted by Minorities Report. My name is Antonio Alcazar. And I'm your boy, Technor. And this is uh, the review of the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Man, this episode. What an episode. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it was an interesting episode, that's for sure. Let's, uh, let's talk, Jason. You and I, heart to heart in our safe space. Safe space. Did you like this episode? Uh, it would be erroneous for me to say I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> it would be uh, foolish for me to say I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, man. You know, so I didn't like this episode either. And can I? I've been oh, thinking. What? You didn't let me finish. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'd oh, be, please, no. This show with this episode capped off being my favorite thing I've ever seen. You're so fucking crazy, dude. How did you like this episode? I liked it. Literally every single thing about it. There Can was I tell one. you? Okay, so like, before you go on and make me angry, and then we fight, uh, let me just explain to you the things that I've been thinking about this episode Heck, yeah. in the negative. Sure, and then and then I'd love to hear the positive, right? So the thing that I've been thinking about this episode was that I think the reason that Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision kind of let me down in the end is because I feel like the way that they do these shows. The way that they structure these shows is that Disney or Marvel, uh, you know, like the, the the board, the controlling board, you know, the background shadow people go, this needs to finish like this. The last episode needs to set up um, Captain America Falcon. And, you know, like these are the points that you have to hit in the end. And then, and then just make whatever show you want up until that point. And then so the writers that are very clearly talented – have to be working within these confines and then they have some ability to do some really great stuff throughout the season but then it has to end in this predestined way and it sometimes doesn't fit what the show was kind of like putting together as it was going or at the very least it doesn't have room for the nuance that the show had set up at the end because it's just like okay so we have to hit these fucking story beats and we have an hour to do it and so when I was watching this show, especially at episode four, I was really happy with it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And then and then we had a really like good character episode, uh, episode five. And then episode six, it was just like, okay, here's Disney again. And and I and I just didn't I didn't really enjoy it. You know, like the uh, you know Zemo was gone, and he was he was like really one of the main drivers of the of the show's fun for me, and he was just like completely non-existent. Uh, he, uh, had a, had a great character the whole time and, you know, just, we didn't get anything from him in the last episode. All of the flag smashers kind of just became mustache twirling villains, even though they were pretty nuanced leaning, leading up Falcon, you know, okay. He had a, a, I guess a cool showing in the last episode, although I thought it was pretty bland, a little generic, um, a little preachy in a way that the show had done well up until this episode. And then in this episode, it was just like five minutes of him talking to the camera. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I don't know. I just like, those are my issues with it. Uh, uh, John Walker, you know, had kind of an interesting kind of end. I don't know. Like, I just feel like the end was like, no, I'm a good guy. Sorry about it. Sorry about all that leading up to this. I'm I'm good though. We're, we're all fine. And everyone just kind of, shook hands and hugged. I don't know. Like I, I felt like a lot of this was like um 
just very okay. All right. I guess this is how they finish this. None of it was uh, exciting or challenging or anything like that, which the show had been up until now. That's the only reason I say that is because up until now, the show had been pretty exciting and challenging. It was some stuff that, you know, made you think. And at the end, it was just like, okay, well, this is how we finished it. So, you know, those are my thoughts. Go ahead. I'd love to hear what you think. Did you, um, before watching this, mm-hmm. did you re-watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or something? Why are you like this to me? <laughs> I could not disagree with you yeah, clearly, more strongly sure, than yeah. I do right now. Okay, Every, Almost everything you said I disagree with. Okay. Baron Zemo isn't made to be a main character in the show. He okay. was supposed to be here for a little while. He was here for a little while, and then he moved on. There was uh-huh. no need for Zemo. He was to be here in this. for a good time, not a long time. He was here for four episodes. He okay. didn't need to be here for more than four episodes. He okay. wasn't in the first one, and he wasn't in the last one. All right. The show isn't about Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. The only character that I was kind of meh on was Sharon. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I totally forgot, dude. That's how forgettable that was. Yeah. If Sharon ended up being the power broker. Yeah, I mean, we, think about that? we, you know, talked about that. We talked about how that would be a clown show. Uh, I like, think, we literally, in one episode, <laughs> I said, well, Sharon could be the power broker, and you were just like, they're not going to do that. And no, I'm just I like, think, yeah, I, that's I, think I, I, didn't I say that that wouldn't surprise me if the, she was the power broker? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure if we go back, we'll rewind go back. the tape. We'll rewind the tapes. Yeah. Uh, I think I got the receipts. In the words of one of my friends, you can you can click that right here. Pachow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, though, you know, I was kind of indifferent to that. I loved just about everything throughout this episode. Sure. Falcon showing dude, when he shows up as Catman, I he smashes through that window and they play the music and I was like, Hold on. Beep beep rewound it, watched it again, rewound it, watched it again. Wow, loved it. Really? Loved him showing up like that. Uh you know, you have the callback to that French dude that was in Winter Soldier and he was in the first episode, you know. I I uh what is that guy's name? He has a name, doesn't he? Like ball bag or some shit like that uh, the french guy yeah he's a character yeah he's yeah. got like ball bag or something yeah shit. I, <laughs> all i know is that he's that fucking french guy yeah 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 so whooped his ass got him out of also, there so i've been censured from talking about who these people are outside yeah. of these fucking shows well he's been in this before it uh I'm perfectly okay. What he's what he's referring to is outside of the show. I brought up that he revealed to me who Elaine's character is. Elaine, obviously, being uh, Julian uh, Dreyfus. Yes. Uh, who and, and the reason I did that is because I've never watched Seinfeld, and when he referred to her as Elaine, it just kind of like didn't. Click There's no with me way that you didn't, didn't know that was her name. Though. <laughs> I, I later found out that that was her name, and when he said, "Oh, I couldn't believe that she was here," his excitement for some reason in my mind was coded as him having recognized the character, and oh, then that's yeah. why I was just like, "Oh yeah, for sure, Lady Hydra." No, later on he was just like, "You ruined that for me because I didn't know." The who reason that was. why it's great is, or I had liked it so much, is because that actress yeah. is an outstanding actress yes, who brings yeah. a lot of likability mm-hmm. almost like on a robert downey jr level yes yeah you know so, she's got a ton of on-screen charisma i don't think this is gonna play i think this is gonna be more like norman osborne iron patriot than uh madam hydra sort of character okay because uh, i think they're like so i don't know much about the, the dark avengers, dark avengers yeah. but uh u.s agent is uh, yeah he was one of them got it okay and uh 
Norman Osborn was the uh, like Iron Man character, and he was and he very was charismatic. Patriot, and oh, yes, that yeah. was where Iron Patriot, the character, sure. first came from. Yeah, he was very. I mean, they can over repurpose the, the name Iron Patriot. Yeah, I mean, because they're they're repurposing uh, the Mandarin, the name the Mandarin for um, Shang Chi. Really? Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of the bad guys in in uh, in Shang Chi. I'll believe that when I see it because they've like already announced it. it. They've already. They, they I don't already read any it. of that shit. I watch. I watch the stuff as it comes. to What me. I'm saying is, you don't have to believe it when you see it. I'm telling you, that's going to be a character that when show. it's on the screen. I'll believe it. <laughs> I hope it's played by Ben Kingsley. It's yeah. not Ben Kingsley. Thank God. So back to the stuff with that. So then the stuff with the flag smashers. <laughs> They're here to be the villain in the long run, mm-hmm. but a complicated villain in the long run, just like her character was in Solo as well, although they played her as a hero in Solo. Uh, you know, a reluctant. She was like the Han Solo of the movie Solo, right? This one, they played her more as the revolutionary who's willing to go too far, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a, is always a weird, weird one to, like, kind of come to grips with. Because, like, were, you know, the French French freedom fighters fighting against the Nazis going too far with some of the stuff they did? Mm-hmm. Well, they were fighting against the Nazis, you know, like people who do horrific things. I think that weird line comes into, like, what you're willing to do with people who are bystanders that often makes it is where we kind of cut the cord at some point in time. Like... uh you know, Timothy McVeigh or something like that. He is an abominable terrorist because he killed like family members of like government officials and whatnot in Oklahoma city and like children and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I think we're more willing to look at somebody as a freedom fighter. First of all, if we disagree with the person that they're fighting against, obviously, you know, that's, that's human nature to Mm -hmm. be cartoonish clowns when it comes to this stuff. And, and, you know, you look at like, you know, look at like the Taliban, for instance, like mm-hmm. when they were doing terrible shit to the Russians, you know, we were like, yeah, no, we like those guys and we'll even fund them. Yeah. They do the literal exact same thing to us. And now these are terrorists that need yeah, to be taken sure. care of. So yeah. it's one of those weird things, you know, when it comes to people of that nature, you know, but they play her as even the other flag smashers are like not really wanting to go yeah. as far as she wants. Everyone else was like, ah, like, I don't right, know, man. I don't know about this exactly. <laughs> yeah, where she's like, no, we're we're gonna do this shit. So, sure. uh, who was the guy that uh, blew them up? The guy who blew them up? Yeah, the old. Oh, dude. that was Zemo. That was the old man. His his butler. That was Alfred. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't recognize him at first, but okay, yeah. I, I like that. That was the uh, he was on the airplane with him. Yeah, no, that yeah. Nah, now I remember. So that was good. Uh, like they immediately afterwards show Zemo in his cell, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I did that. And he's kind of like lays down. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, okay, cool. Like it. Stuff with uh, uh, Winter Soldier, you know, I like that stuff. You know, he was able to take care of his list like we knew he was going to do. I mean, yeah. that's obvious. I would have you know? I would have loved to have seen the emotional repercussions of that conversation instead of just like. We do. No, no, no. He just leaves immediately. He says the thing, and then he yep. walks out. Yep. I would have loved to have seen that moment, the, the 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 actual friction that that would have caused, the hurt. Like, that could have been cathartic. That could have no, been a better scene. No, that's voyeurism. Voyeurism? Uh, you're able to... The whole point of that scene was to have that cathartic he's moment. He's not able to go into, like, the restaurant... That like he's he's been frequenting and I mean oh, he gives that no. knowing look back and forth he to the can't woman. Eat there anymore? It's no. more. That's so such a childish reading of that <laughs> shit. It's not that he can't eat there anymore. He's no longer you know. 
able to go in this place of comfort and whatnot. And, you know. My eyes roll into the back of my head. She gives him that knowing. I Uh, wanted him to have to. This is ridiculous. I wanted him to have to experience real repercussions. He did. I didn't get to see it. So it's like it didn't happen. That's voyeur. You don't need to see it, dude. You can put two and two together. You don't need to see the spin, the the top fall over. Dude, are you kidding me? It's like the the Chitauri invasion happens and it just cuts the black and it's over. No, get the fuck out of here. No, why would you need to see that? It happened. Actually, the point is the resolution. Funny that you bring that up. That was a great comparison Uh because I will compare that, what you just did, Uh to Game of Thrones. The best, the one of the best things season one did at Game of Thrones is they show you the start of the Battle of Whispering Woods Uh and then they cut it. And they don't show you anything of the Battle of Whispering Woods because the actual battle does not matter. It's the result and what happens afterwards that matters. Same thing with this. It doesn't matter how if the guy screams and gets in his face or starts crying. Uh, it's we not know. That. It's that the entire time Bucky is reluctant to do this because he can't confront the actual experience of having to be there present in the moment while somebody looks at him, knowing that he was the one responsible for his son's death. That thing was the thing that he was avoiding the entire time. He didn't want to come to terms with it. He didn't want to have to deal with it. He'd rather just avenge instead of actually deal with the moment of actually having to come to terms with the fact that he did that stuff to the person he did it to. And then when he finally was just like, okay, I'm going to come to terms with it. I'm going to do it. I didn't get to see him have to deal with it. I just have to assume that he dealt with it. He's sitting there. he, He reveals it they play like some kind of music they slowly move him out so clearly he's been there for a few minutes it's not like he was like okay. hey bro killed your son and, and then just he walked the fuck out. out that's not at all what happens in that scene <laughs> jumped out a window uh of course i mean like so i definitely got emotional cried multiple se- times in this movie okay all right this episode which one uh, i got i got moved by what you would call sam's like overdone preaching i yeah. loved that when scene. he was looking at the camera talking to you directly he yeah. was just pointing at you yeah we need to do better yeah. how much better not sure that's a nebulous answer but we do need to do better yeah <laughs> I was just like, okay, guys. Great scene. Uh, the whole, you know, that it, might as well have very, been you saying that. It's a very meta scene too, because like, <laughs> oh, you're, wait, the scene where he was talking to the audience was meta. That's it's it's beyond that because like he's he's like, look, dude, I know some of you are gonna have a problem with me being Captain America because I'm a black man being Captain America, which is like pointed directly at the Reddit jackasses out there that are like you made Captain America black I think you mean Parler not Reddit, Reddit is pretty white nighty oh okay cool, I like Reddit better than Parler now, so I I don't know the difference between all these things, I don't use all these things (laughs) no of course because you're you're of of an older generation, so uh, it's it's a push for me to use Facebook so I like that scene Right, I've seen you on Facebook, it doesn't look like it's a push (laughs) and then the two scenes that of course got me like to the point of straight up tears was obviously the reveal of Isaiah's uh, like bronze statue, oh, like yeah, even sure. now that like moves me a little bit yeah. because of course like like I know like a child like you would be like well I mean I get emotional at every Marvel movie you know and that's cool you know uh, I didn't uh, actually get emotional at all during this episode uh, because. If, because it's not even like a scene that's important to Marvel. You cry over the Marvel shit because it's important to like the Marvel storyline that you've created in your head. This I scene if that's is true. important to um, real life. Because what no. this is a clear analogy. I don't think that that, that that representation of the reason that I get emotional is accurate. I'm not. I, I can't think of any examples and how it's not. Because this right is not. Now, off this the, has off nothing to do with Marvel uh-huh. and everything to do with real life. Okay. Because this is an analogy to. But it's the analogies uh, that yeah, hurt. Fucking yay! This is an analogy to. It does, what? No. All right. 
So, to back up, you have created this world uh-huh. of Marvel yeah. that you enjoy. Uh-huh. And when something... Affects the world. Affects that world. Yeah. That emotionally moves you. Okay. This is not something that affects that world. Isaiah C does not affect that world of the Marvel MCU. Sure. He's a character that was just created for this show. Yeah, yeah. It's an analogy for black service members yeah. that were denied their come up, their just reward or, yeah. you know. Recognition. Recognition for when they came home. And this is very much a scene to symbolize the Tuskegee Airmen statues and the statues towards all these African Americans that did sure. tremendous things for the country and were never recognized until way too late sure. in their life. Many post uh 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 post their 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 passing, okay? Yeah. So many of these guys never even got to see it at sure. the t- yeah. And that's what they this literally is. sacrificed everything and got no recognition. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that that moment is has nothing to do with MCU and everything to do with real life. Sure, so yeah. that's I I really love that scene, and then of course the reveal of Captain America and the Winter Soldier that mm-hmm. just got me oh, emotional yeah. right there. Yeah, 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 because it's just like you know they changed a, a bunch of stuff like elsewhere too on websites and things like that. Where, yeah, wherever it shows Captain America, now yeah. it shows Falcon. Well, yeah, yep. it shows Sam. It says shows Sam as yeah. Captain America. Now. I know, and I love it, man. I love this episode so much. It was. Everything I wanted, they stuck the landing completely. Like I, mm. there was nothing that I that I wanted from this that didn't happen. Like even like I like that they only had the one little Sharon scene afterwards or whatnot, mm. you know? Because of course it's leading towards a secret evasion and all that type of shit. And I'm fine with that, whatever, you know. But it wasn't. It did. This didn't feel like. This had more to it to me than like Wanda Vision because yeah. Wanda Vision really felt like a bridge that was just getting Wanda to her more powerful self that she's now going to interact with in the MCU. Sure, yeah. This did that by get by creating your new Captain America, mm-hmm. but it also created a story with Sam and sure. uh Winter Soul uh Bucky, mm-hmm. you know, to bring something more than just here's a bridge to the next thing going on for mm-hmm. me at least sure. I know some other people might disagree or feel differently about it but I I I, I thought you know all of that I, was great. as that I I've, I'm totally down for it you know like the the um the Captain America um, um transition needed something like this sure. this little story for how it happened sure. can't wait to see him in the future movies as Captain America I think the future of the uh, cinematic MCU is going to be really weird yeah you know, like it's such a different landscape now sure it's, it's like even i mean through phase one two three and four it is way different than or this is phase four right yeah phase one two and three were like entirely different universes now. sure whereas now this is like what you know like all you know barely anybody from yeah. the original crew is still around so like i don't know how um the weight of these new characters is going to play in the cinematic universe uh, especially since all of the stuff that's coming up is super, like, I don't know, all over the place kind of feeling. Especially this year, right? Yeah, for sure. The only one that's, like, a one that's really in the important what? character group probably yeah. to and be that's super is, Doctor, is Doctor Strange. Yeah, for sure. The so, you know, uh, because, like, Black Widow is just a capper to the old stuff. Sure, yeah. You know, I know that technically it's the first film of Phase 4, sure. but it's... Really feels like a capper to the old universe, and yeah. then you have Shang Chi, Eternals, and then Doctor Strange is the first one that really. Uh, no, and Spider Man. We'll have Spider Man at the end this year. Yeah, Spider Man. Um, no Way Home is at the end of this. At the end of this year. No way. Yeah, it's December. That's oh, okay. the, that's the last one of the year. 
Yeah, okay, because they're yeah. not going to do like a uh, yeah. Multiverse this, of Madness isn't until next. This year would usually be a Star Wars release in December, sure. yeah. and so since there is no Star Wars release for yeah. another two we get, years, we get four yet. cinematic uh, uh, Marvel movies. That's five, four, because uh, Multiverse of Madness isn't until next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I thought Multiverse was this year. No, All right, no, no okay. <clears throat> No, so this year it's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and uh, Spider-Man. When is uh, Multiverse of Madness then? No, early next year. Early, okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. It's that the first sense. one of next year. That makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I'll say this, though. Like, as much as I absolutely loved this show, I'm ready for a break, bro. Like, And we get a couple weeks now, right? It's more than that because, okay, so we got... Like, when does couple, Black Widow come out? A couple weeks till Black Widow comes out, yeah. but then it's like a month and a half until Loki after that. No way. Yeah, like July. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's either late June or early July. Uh, give me one second. Let me yep. check here. Go ahead. Black Widow is July 9th? Oh, Black Widow is July 9th? Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, because it got moved again. That's right, because it was originally going to be May. And when is Loki? June 11th. June 11th. So we have basically two months... No, uh, month, all of my, a month and a, a month, and month a and like a week. Yeah, yeah two weeks. This week because there's nothing this week. All of May, May yeah. another week. So yeah, so it's yeah. basically like a month and so a half. A month and a half. You won't be getting a this week in Marvel. Or I mean, a, a year in Marvel episode. Woo. <laughs> and then we come back for Loki. Yep. And then we'll hit up um, uh, Black Widow when that comes out too. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Wow. What a what a little break. It's, it's and you know what? Okay. Let's do yeah, a break. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually. Yeah. But I mean, because think about it like this. We had like, what was it? Nine episodes of uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And then six more Six of episodes of this, which were all like 45 minutes yeah, or sure. more. It was so, six hours and then like six hours. Yeah. Just much. about. Yeah, like, sure. like, yeah. Five and a half to six hours ish. Yeah. So like, that's enough Marvel for a little bit. It was man. a lot. Like, yeah. yeah back exactly. Back. With one week in between the two of them. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, I um, do a month break. Yeah, I'm definitely good with with you know a month of not, not talking about Marvel stuff. It's not even talking about it. Like yeah. I don't have any problem talking about it. It's more like the watching of it. Yeah, yeah. Week. Step Just outside like, of the universe for a moment yeah. and breathe. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I'm I'm um, I feel like this this is interesting too, right? Because I feel like with the year that we took off, um, my love for what had existed already in the Marvel universe got so like hyperbolized. It was so at its peak, you yeah. know, cause during the quarantine or during the pandemic year, uh, I rewatched all 22 yeah. Marvel movies yep. and man, I just remember feeling like what an absolutely earned love I had for these movies. Sure. Cause it's such a, just a blast of a universe. Sure. And then I couldn't wait for more, you know, like, uh, you know, we took a whole fucking year off, but I can't wait for more. And now that I've been given more, I feel like this is just a part of my life that I enjoy, but I don't feel the excitement for it anymore. Sure. It's just like, uh, oh, cool. You know, hell yeah. I get another Marvel movie and I enjoy it. Yeah. It's not like I don't enjoy it. I'd love it. But like. I'm not like excited about it. It's almost, where I used to like when Endgame was going to come out. I was like, oh my fucking god, I can't wait. Sure. And then and then and okay, so Endgame, you might say, well, it's the end cap, right? Ten years. But then even when I was going to go see well, Spider-Man Infinity Far from War Home, was ten years. Sure. And, but even when I was going to go see Spider-Man Far from Home, I was just like, fuck yes, I can't wait to go see this movie. And I watched it, and I enjoyed it. But like now, I don't really get that. You know, you know, when what Loki's it coming up, I'm just like, hell yeah, I'll watch Loki. At one point in time, this is a lot of things in life for me too. Uh-huh. At one point in time, you were addicted to this. Sure. You were, you were, but I didn't get a lot of addiction. Yeah. Right. 
and then you broke that addiction because nothing came that was that was coming. Now you're able to take it more easily because like it's it's kind of like if you eat fucking pizza and you constantly eat pizza all the time. Pizza's great. It is great and you regularly eat pizza and then just go for like 3 months without eating pizza sure. once. You'll still come back enjoying pizza, sure. but you'll never eat it every day again. Well, you know, I, I, I almost see it more as like a long-term relationship. Sure. Where like, you know, when you first start a long-term relationship, you know, at the beginning stages of relationship, it's super fun. You can't wait yeah. to see that person again. And then once you've like been married, you're just like, okay, well, this is just a part of my life. And I enjoy it, but sure. it's just a part of my life. I'm not excited about it. This yeah. is just my life now. <laughs> I think like also because of the, the way things came up. Like I think about like the most exciting thing in my life. Like when it came to like cinema and stuff like that was definitely Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And it was like so much so that like even after Game of Thrones was over or even in the last season when it started coming out in the summertime, it disturbed me that like because like we would in in uh, Wisconsin, obviously we have shitty winters, but like as winter started to like wane, part of that winter waning was it's almost Game of Thrones time, man. And it's like the time when you're like, all right. Back to regular life, back to like going outside again. Sure. Game of Thrones every they were, Sunday. They were like year so, markers for a little while. Yeah, yeah for, sure, for sure, brother. Yeah. And like for like a good six years, right? Because yeah, dude. Because yeah, leading up to Game of Thrones time, yeah. especially around uh, season four, season five, right? Like, dude, like I was just like, give me some Game of Thrones. Hell yeah, you know? man. yeah. And yeah. it was like our the people that we were embedded with were all also into yes. Game of Thrones. So, like, everybody was talking about it online. Like, all right, let's get ready. Uh, dude, here we I was go. talking about Watching it at work. Party. I was talking yeah. about it with my friends. Absolutely. Dude, everywhere, yeah. Absolutely. So, Dude, Game of Thrones was such a fucking event, man. Yeah. Way to shit the bed with one of the most commercially Ooh. successful properties of all time. Yeah, to be and then just be forgotten about. Yeah, right? dude. Pretty literally, not, not not just, like, you didn't just shit the bed. Yeah. You, like, diarrhea the bed. That's you know? why, like, like, I think that they're doing such work now to even even with how bad it ended they're like going out of their way to like remind everybody this is the iron anniversary it's 10th anniversary you know, of i'm surprised Thrones. that hbo didn't straight up sue david benoff and that other guy fucking yeah like i would have just been like no man you we gave you yeah you literally had a contractual obligation to do this fucking yeah. show and you phoned it in yeah. and fuck you for that you yeah. know like because that was they were like what ten million dollars an episode? Yeah, on that like shit. That. That's crazy to me, man. And, and they should have just fired the fucking writers and just got new people. I mean, they if they were offered done, that the double D's offered to walk away, and HBO didn't want to because, like, what whatever happened behind you know what the scenes is? is fucking dumb. You know what it is? Mostly, it's old person money, right? Old people making decisions sure. because they don't want to rock the boat because they're yeah. like, well, look at season four and five and yeah. six and they did this stuff. So like, yeah. and then seven wasn't even that terrible. They were like, okay, all right. You know, like this, well, yeah. we, we want two more seasons out of you. I'll give you six more episodes. Yeah. Like, and they were like, we can, we're done. Right. Well, I cannot express to you enough how fucking much I don't care right yeah. now. And the you know, it's, it's shocking to me that they couldn't just go, the same thing George did and go, okay, you know what? You guys are done. Cool. We're going to take off for three years, mm -hmm. do a time jump. Okay. And then anyone we have to recast, we will recast sure. and everybody else will just time jump. Dude, them. If so, they were going to give me some quality. Yeah. Whatever. And like, imagine if like this coming year, instead of house of the dragon season seven and eight, were coming for game of Thrones yeah. with that time jump yeah. of five years. Cause like that's really what really well done. Right. And that's yeah. what happened in the books. Anyways, they yeah. did a five year time jump. So yeah. like, 
You could have done that. Yeah. But like the one They did a five year time jump in the book? Yeah, yeah. They Where? do like a time jump between uh was it Clash what's the what's the third book? Storm of no Clash oh. of Kings? Okay. Or is it Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings, Storm of Swords, right? Yeah. Yeah, between that and Feast of Crows, there's a time jump. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So uh so I mean you could have done that. You could have done a lot of things. I but thought Feast for Crows was just like this is happening during that other stuff. It was just like no, alternate points of that's view. That's the other two books. Feast of Crows and Dance of Dragons are the ones that happened between each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're happening at the same time. Sure. So but it's post like we're we're well into uh Tommen's rule or whatever sure, at that point yeah. in time. So uh yeah, man. I don't know. Uh Game of Thrones, uh well. You know, we're kind of off a track here a little bit, but... Yeah, we, we kind of... Yeah. All right, so with no Marvel coming down the pipeline anytime soon, uh, we still got to talk about something. So we're going to do something special coming up here. Uh, if you haven't watched it before, you are really missing out. HBO did uh, a season, a miniseries, basically, of a follow-up to the comic book, the famous comic book, Watchmen. So, uh, you have you have you read that graphic novel? I'm sure you yeah. have, right? Yeah. Okay. So, no, Watchmen had. was Watchmen was like one of my things. When sure. I was, when I was young, that was like a thing that I read early. Yeah. And then Watchmen came out. Yeah. And I was just like, this is pretty good. I like that. Yeah. And then I grew up a little bit and watched Watchmen again. And I was just like, oh, this is dog shit. This yeah. is so bad. Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like more impressed visually with it when sure. it first came out, and then. After some time, I watched it again, and I'm like, no, this is jarring and ugly. And didn't you rewatch it when we were watching the show live? Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah. around there. Uh, every now and then, I get like the curiosity sure. to, to to um, rewatch confirm yeah. whether or not I was right or sure, wrong about sure, what of I course. thought. About I've done it. this too, so I'll just rewatch it, and then I'm always just like, oh no, this was dog yeah, shit. This was really yeah. bad. Um, although now after Justice League, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it and I'll be like, no, this was good, actually. No, don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Watchmen, when it came out, I was sure. very excited about it because yeah. I was um, a huge fan of Alan Moore's yeah. uh, Was that comic. last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I always get confused because of 2020. But yeah, yeah so... Yeah, uh, 2020 was such a like uh, bl- black... Blackout right. year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, since we... I'm ready for some Lube Man again, though. Oh, yeah. I... And that's one of the things. We want... <laughs> I, I kind of re- want to rewatch the show. Yeah. And, uh... So we're gonna we're gonna cover that actually. We're gonna just do a single episode talking about the season, basically kind of wrap everything up. And if you haven't read the comic book for some reason, the original, or you haven't seen the Zack Snyder uh, film version of it, I would maybe give that a shot. Um, you know, you know, and honestly, the Zack Snyder film, if you yeah. watch that, it is to its detriment pretty one to one with the comic. Yeah, you do get most of what the comic is trying to yeah. say. They they um, slip up the um the end the big bad end yeah the big bad end they slip it up a little bit in a way that doesn't make as much sense as it does in the comics right but if you just watch the movie you're essentially getting the comic that was actually to its detriment one of the things that i didn't like about the movie right and i mean that's what alan alan uh alan moore Moore was like this should never become a film and Zack snyder thought that's a challenge (laughs) yeah so yeah, um, and if you if you just watch the Zack Snyder when you show up for our podcast, I I, we, I can quickly explain the differences because there's only one real main difference. Yeah, and in fact, it's, if maybe we want, we can just kind of do like a Watchmen episode where yeah. we talk about the comic, the movie, and the show okay. all at once. Yeah, that's fine. You do that. Yeah. Okay. 
Because that would be cool. That would be like because now we can like do like a special Watchmen episode. Where yeah. We just talk about the Watchmen. Hell yeah, man! Because uh, man, who is watching the Watchmen? <laughs> Fuck, man. We get we got to ask that especially now. <laughs> right, ask that question every day of the week, and this that's one of the reasons this podcast exists. So uh, this is definitely up our our river here. So we're gonna we're gonna cover this. And then we'll be going forward from there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Have an awesome week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed, honestly, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We enjoyed it. Um, you know, Jason, maybe a little bit more than me, but uh, I, I wasn't trying to talk shit. It was a good show. Uh, yeah. See you guys um, uh, at an undisclosed time in the future for our special Watchmen episode. We'll be back. Have a great week, everybody.